With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, the anticipation for Cup Week is palpable for a lot of people right around the country, including myself. I just love it. I've been four or five times. I go to Addington. I go to Rickerton. I, I venture out into the wider Canterbury area. might sneak in a trip to Akaroa as well. It's just such a cool week to be a sports fan. And... It's not lost on me. We have to thank the organisers and the and the Dreamweavers that make it so possible for the public to enjoy it. Uh, we had Greg O'Connor from Addington on yesterday. Tim Mills from Rickerton Park joins us now. Tim, is this Christmas week for you? Absolutely, Mark. Firstly, yeah. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to listeners. That uh, just following on from your intro, probably my only regret in my racing life was that before I came here to work. I didn't come down as Joe Punter and spend a week on the pint and the punt because uh, <laughs> we always wanted to when we worked in Wellington at the racing conferences. It was in those days. We always planned to, and then I got the job down here as the racing manager, and all my mates from the Manawatu and the Wellington region all used to come down, and the, the candle would burn at both ends for about eight or nine days solid. It's, it's just a fantastic week. So much to do. As you said, uh, you know, you can take in the Canterbury uh, tourism trails with an Akaroa trip or... Uh, up to Hanmer or some Amberley or places like that. There's mm. just so much to do. It's a fantastic week, and it all hinges around two great race tracks and one great show. Sure does. And, and you go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. I'm not going to get you to pick the best day because I think they're all unique in their own way, aren't they? Well, they are because you've got the um, the quality race being the Albasti Equi World 2000 Guineas, which is the best horses. And I hate to date myself, Mark, but... Uh, you know, Balmerino was my schoolboy uh, school hero amongst the racehorses and uh, probably still is my favourite horse of all time. And there's just been so many horses have run in the guineas and, and followed in his hoof prints. Of course, the middle day ends up being, it's about New Zealand's eighth or ninth biggest on-course race day and there's a big crowd turns up wow. for that. Particularly people who are in town for the harness races the day before and Cup Day itself with the sellout crowd of 15,000. And I just love the big two-mile races. I... Uh, I think we run the risk of letting of losing them a little bit at the moment, but they are the races that capture the imagination. Again, as a schoolboy that used to sit on top of the uh, stand at Trentham and watch the Wellington Cup and uh, flying up to an Auckland Cup and, uh, and a cool thing here for the New Zealand Cup. So each day is different, as you say, and each day is a reason to be uh, to think of it being special. Balmerino, uh, pre de Lac, 1977? I can still remember where I was. We were at boarding school and we had about 12 of us all snuck down from different classes into the into the toilets at St. Pat Silverstream. A bloke called David Mio had the radio. We listened to the dulcet tones of the legendary Peter Kelly saying he's not going to win it, but he's going to be second anyhow. And all the priests were listening to the, listening to the radio call reverberating around the building. And needless to say, we got the cane. <laughs> but worth it. But worth it. Yeah. And worth every decibel. <laughs> You're dead right. Um, what's the biggest challenge, Tim? And it'll be an enjoyable challenge. I'm not saying an unenjoyable. The, the biggest challenge when you start planning for Cup Week. Look, a lot of it probably, it's, it's, it's the mundane stuff nowadays, all the compliance. 
Um, you know, the things we didn't have to worry about 25 or 30 years ago, and that's sort of, you know, the liquor licensing issues, the health and safety issues, all of those things that, uh, you know, are so important. I'm not, I'm not belittling them, but, you know, they've grown in importance over the decades, and at one time you didn't have to worry about those sort of things to the same extent that one does nowadays. Um, you know, to a, to a degree, the racing takes care of itself because it's sort of the, uh, the same principles, whether it's an industry day or, or the big day. But, of course, there are, you know, special things like organising the air flights down and uh, the stabling. We have 104 uh, hotel, uh, motel rooms for horses, to give it a description. <laughs> uh, they are full, juggling the interests and the wants of all the trainers as the circus comes to town, so to speak. But it's all hugely exciting and great fun. Do, do you know visitor numbers, Tim? Like if, if you had 15,000 on course, what's your best guess of locals versus visitors? Look, we did probably about 4,000 when you count visitors as everyone coming from uh, Ascot Park or Invercargill through mm. to the West Coast uh, from the North and from Australia. It's a little bit hard to tell, but what I can uh, quantify it, we did a economic impact study about 20-odd years ago when show day was changed um, from the day uh, from, when was it? It's now the second Friday after the first Tuesday. It was always, uh, it could at one time be in the middle of Cup Week and Trotting Cup and, uh, and Melbourne Cup Day would clash. So we put a case to the council to shift it. So that never happened. And uh, the economic impact study came up that it was the equivalent of having two all-black tests in the city. So that really put it into a context that everyone could understand. And the council changed the observance of show day. So we never had the Melbourne Cup and uh, Trotting Cup clash. Fantastic. Now, day two, Ladies' Day, Copeland's Bakery Mile Day. And you say it's one of, it's in the top 10 on-course attendances, which is incredible given that it is a, a Wednesday. What's special about Ladies' Day? Well, I just think it's it's the week is flowing. Um, people are in the they're in the zone to use the sort of modern uh, parlance. They're in the, thinking about racing. They've had a great day at the uh, at our good mates at Addington the day before for the New Zealand Trotting Cup. Uh, they're in the it's an excuse to take a day off. There's a lot of the business people come. Um, they see it as a day that they can host people here under the trees and uh, in the grandstands and the private suites and the marquees and the things we've got. And uh, it just—it's just the flow of the week. It really is as it continues to build up. Uh, GA tickets still available? Can you still pre-buy? Um, or tell us what's available to to be pre-bought. Uh, we're getting damn close because it starts tomorrow. But what's available? Well, certainly the first two days there's, um, there are tickets available, both GA and the members. Mm-hmm. I would urge anyone who's wanting to come on Cup Day to get in very quickly. We'll be limiting at uh, fifteen thousand. Our count yesterday was 12,000. So uh, it's one of those curved staff that as you get closer to the day and everyone realises the weather's going to be good, it accelerates. And we normally sell out on the Thursday. I think the last three or four years we've sold out on the Thursday uh, prior to to our Cup Day. Um, And I'd be urging anyone to get their tickets now because the whole re-establishment we've been able to do with the race course with the demolition of the big old public stand we've really been able to create a much more exciting and vibrant uh, footprint for people to enjoy the day. So just give us a couple of things for on-course patrons, punters, revellers, whatever you want to call them. What's a couple of things that, if you've been before, you might notice is new this year? Well, it's going to be certainly the the new bar. We've got the the, uh, Grand Tour bar, the Nation bar, that's been set up on the site of the of the public stand. We're going to have another great uh, tent bar, that uh, food courts, 
All of that's going to be on the, on the site of the public stand. That means that the lawn next to the parade ring is going to be really brought into the heart of the race course. It's going to flow around the front, so the GAs will have access to the uh, running rail from the birdcage to about the uh, 150. Uh, we've got the hill that we've built out of the old red promenade. We've got pre-sold areas there that uh, are going to have a view out over the race course. For our owners and our members, the... Uh, the, uh, what do we call it, the Guineas Terrace and the Sacred Falls Lawn, they've been transformed into, for want of a simple term to understand, outdoor garden bars. Nice. So that's going to take some of the congestion out of the grandstand. It, it's just, I'm getting excited talking about it. <laughs> I can hear it, Timmy. I can hear it. <laughs> and a ZM fun zone or something someone told me. Yeah, look, that's going to be great. That's, that used to be up at about the 400-metre mark. That's been able to be pulled down to about the 200-metre uh, mark. We've got um, a whole lot of new shade cloths. We've got a, a great setup with a disc jockey. It's got its own bar and band, and that's where the, the ones I wish I wish I was still 19. Uh, sorry, I was 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 again, but I'm not. Uh, that's where they congregate. There'll probably be 4,000 people there or thereabouts. It's going to be a great atmosphere, and just the whole course has been bought tighter without that great monolith of a disused building sitting there dominating. Mm. Tim, it's a fantastic week that you and the crew, all the Christchurch Racing crew, put on uh, for us New Zealanders to come and, and come and enjoy. And the big reason is, like both you and Greg yesterday, the passion you've got for your event, um, you want it to be bloody amazing. And because you want it to be and you love it so much, it is. So thanks for everything you do for Cup Week and, and for the industry down there. It is our showpiece week of the year and no one does it better. So congratulations on all the previous ones you've been part of and wish you all the very best of luck for the one coming up. Thanks, Staff. And just don't forget it's all about the horse. There's some wonderful racehorses accepted tomorrow, headed by Crochetti as the potential heir to Balmerino. And uh, let's hope that that quality of horse flesh and the quality riders flow through over the next uh, 30 races or so. Absolutely brilliant. All the best, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. There he is. <clears throat> How about that for a passionate leader of, of a company or an industry? Just You can hear it in his voice. He's... He's so bad. And I didn't even talk about any of the races, really. I mean, there is the New Zealand Cup next Saturday. There's the 2,000 guineas. I think it is tomorrow. Um, but, yes, the racing people will be there. But if you like people watching, if you like socialising, if you like... I was... The very first time I went um, was a long, long time ago. And me and three mates went down. And we'd planned our whole week, golf in the morning, races in the afternoon, party at night. Um, lasted about three days before the golf went by the wayside because we needed to sleep in because we were getting up at sort of six and we wanted to play a different golf tournament. We'd play golf, back to the hotel, have a shower, have something to eat, go to the races the whole day, hydrate vigorously, um, and then into town, go for goal, back to the hotel, two in the morning, up at six, go and play golf. You can't do that for long. And it was a sunny week. But we had an absolute ball. Absolute ball. And the cool thing is, even non-racing industry type businesses around Christchurch, they embrace Cup Week as well. It's a collective. It's a community type thing. They know there's visitors there. They treat you brilliantly. Um, Christchurch do it so goddamn well. So well. And, and we had the trip to Akara, which was just magnificent. Enjoy Cup Week, people. Are you locals down there? Get yourself about. Get yourself up and about. Get to Cup Week. Right, we'll take a quick break.